transitions can be hard. One moment we think we have it all figured out and suddenly we are faced with the unexpected. Hi, I'm your host, Sarai Montoya. I believe that everyone has a special mission in this world and through this means, I want to be a light in your path if you are ready to get inspired. Come join me on the Sarai Montoya podcast. Together, we will learn to maintain joy while navigating through seasons in life, a joy that is long-lasting and sustainable. I will be releasing episodes every Wednesday with topics to encourage you to continue striving to be the best version of yourself, but most importantly, the person God has called you to be. Thank you for joining me on this journey. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sarai Montoya podcast. I'm so glad that you gave yourself some space to listen in today. And I'm also very grateful for your support in this journey. I pray that these episodes have been a blessing to you so far. And if they have been, I pray that you're able to share them with a friend. Scripture tells us that joy comes from the Lord. But one thing we need to realize is that there is a spiritual realm where the enemy is always looking for any opportunity to rob you from your joy, your peace, and the purpose God has for your life. And sometimes it comes in the form of comparison. So in this episode, we will be talking about comparison, the thief of joy and how that can distract you from your calling and your uniqueness in God. We will be closing with some practical ways to overcome that. If we go back in time and think about it, comparison starts when we're young, when our parents tell us the expectations of who they want us to be or not to be, what career or ministry they want for us. In some cases, it's not our parents, Perhaps it's ourselves. We set our own expectations of who we want to become at a very young age, based perhaps on something or someone we saw that inspired us. I remember as a young girl in school, I was taught to compare and contrast certain things using Venn diagrams. I don't know if you ever had to do that, but a Venn diagram is when the edges of two circles overlap. And in the area where they overlap is where you write the similarities. And on the outer sections, you list the differences. And the reason why I bring this up is because at an early age, we are taught to be critical thinkers, identifying similarities and differences between items, ideas, and even people. And in some cases, we are also graded on how well we do it. The more items we list, the more points we get. Eventually, that leads into other areas of comparison and competition. It could even lead to being more self-critical of ourselves. Perhaps you've been valued by your performance in the past and that made you feel good because you did great. Or maybe it made you feel pretty bad if you weren't doing that great compared to your peers. U.S. President Theodore Roosevelt said, Comparison is the thief of joy. Meaning that if we compare ourselves to others, 
we may be left with feelings of inferiority or superiority, and neither of those creates an emotionally healthy human being. Another reason why it's important to not compare yourself to others is because we have no idea what someone's journey has been like. We just assume that other people perhaps have better lives than ours. And there's a nature quote that I really like that says, Flowers don't compare themselves to each other. They just bloom. To me, this quote is very inspiring and a good reminder that comparison can kill your authenticity and that everything is in God's timing. If you look at the flowers, every flower could look different and they grow differently and they bloom at different times. And similarly, us who are part of God's creation. Perhaps other people's lives always seem more than our own more exciting, better vacations, more fun, more fulfilling, more enjoyable, but it's a self-made illusion. The more we see in others' lives, it's only a comparative illusion. Perhaps you may compare yourself to a person who has a higher degree than you, or to a person who owns their own business, or to someone who has a nicer house than you do, or you may even compare yourself to a friend who recently got married and you think, man, I'm still single. Or that friend who has kids already and you're still waiting on God for yours. Those comparisons are just illusions of the full spectrum of someone's life. On the other hand, if you knew what is actually behind each story, perhaps you wouldn't desire what you see and you'd be content where God has you. You don't know if that person with a higher degree had to work two jobs during college and graduate school to get themselves through school. You probably didn't get to see all the unpaid months or years that the business owner had to invest before they launched their business. You probably didn't know the number of miscarriages that that couple went through in order to have kids and you probably didn't know the quality of relationship that that newlywed person is going through. If they're being physically abused, going through depression, or struggling to keep their marriage together. You have no idea what's behind the full spectrum of a person's life. All you see is the pretty pictures that get posted, or the pretty faces that people put when they are in front of you. You don't know their struggles and weaknesses all they've been through to be where they are at now. All you see is an illusion of their strengths or success. Therefore, when you compare yourself to others, you put yourself in a position to see God's goodness in someone else's life, and you ignore God's blessings in your own life. Not sure if you've ran into those distorted mirrors at the fair, um, where you know you appear to look much thinner or chunkier than you really are and shorter your full body is distorted that's what happens when we compare ourselves too we lose focus of who we truly are as Christians we must learn to value ourselves and others for who we are we are children of God created in his holy image it's important that instead of comparing, you see yourself with the eyes of God and you also see others the way God sees them. 
Thinking this way will allow us to show grace to ourselves and those around us when we start slipping into comparison and competition instead of cooperation and collaboration. Instead of looking at someone else's blessings, learn to count your blessings more often. You have so many things to be grateful for. God made you incomparable. No one will be like you and you will never be like anyone else. God has created you uniquely for a purpose. Most often, we compare without even realizing we're doing it. It's a natural act and as a result, it's something that is done without consciousness and perhaps out of bad habit at times. Those bad comparison habits can lead you into a trap that devalues your uniqueness and your calling if you let it go the wrong way consistently. Comparison disrupts your calling. Comparison kills your authenticity, your uniqueness in God. Another thing that you have to understand is that comparison comes from a seed called sin. If you look at Genesis 3.5, you'll read that Adam and Eve fell in sin when they compared themselves to God. The serpent promised Adam and Eve that if they ate from the prohibited fruit, their eyes would open and they'd be like God. That was the hook. The serpent caused Adam and Eve to fall into the trap of comparison. If you think about it, prior to their fall, Adam and Eve would look up to God. God would speak to them daily. They admired God. They didn't need anything else besides God. But the enemy, he planted a seed of wanting more. And sometimes that can happen to us. We fall into a trap of wanting more and more. And that leads to sinful behaviors of pride, envy, disappointment, ungratefulness, and even resentment towards God or other people. I'm sure you've heard of the actor Jim Carrey. He's usually one of the main protagonists in movies like Dumb and Dumber, The Mask, The Grinch, and many others. Anyway, this famous actor, Jim Carrey, he was interviewed and he said, I think everyone should get rich and famous and do everything they ever dreamed of so that they can see that it's not the answer. These words came from the famous American actor, Jim Carrey who had it all and yet it wasn't enough. And this is to show you that material things such as fame, money, positions, and other achievements only bring us temporary pleasures. God, He is the only one who can give us everlasting joy. The thing is that if you constantly look at what you don't have in life, you'll never have enough. However, as children of God, we have enough because we have God. He is more than enough. His word is daily bread to our soul and His Holy Spirit within us helps us feel satisfied in Him and we're able to discern when we are falling into this vicious cycle of not being content or having enough. God has a specific plan for you and you won't accomplish that plan by looking at others. It's important that you celebrate others but don't envy them. Rejoice with them because it's God's will for their life. Let God control your life and don't give the enemy an opportunity to discourage you from the purpose he has for you. You can live a life at peace and feel God's everlasting joy 
no matter the circumstance. Proverbs 14.30 says, A heart at peace gives life to the body, but envy rots the bones. Comparison spiritually rottens your bones. If you think about it physically, our bones are the ones who keep us standing and moving. Without them, we would not be able to move. Therefore, in order for us to live a life of peace and joy, and do what God has called us to do, we must remain focused and do what He's created us to be. We must stay away from the lying serpent that caused Adam and Eve to fall by staying away from things that cause us to sin with our mind or our words that cause us to be envious and miss out on God's will in our life. God wants to use you. He made you the way He did for a reason and He needs you to be you, you and only you. Being you is already a lot of work, right? So why even look elsewhere? You are more than enough and you are perfect unto the eyes of God because He made you. God never makes mistakes. He knew what He was doing when He was creating you. He took His time and put lots of thought into it. So you're not a mistake. Your life is not a mistake. You are where you need to be and you are who you need to be. Deuteronomy 28.13 says, you are the head and not the tail. And you shall only go up and not down. Sometimes we assess ourselves in the moment while God sees us from His omniscient, eternal perspective. He sees your potential even when you don't see it. Paul tells us in Philippians 4, 11-13, I have learned to be content, whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation. So if you read this again, Paul says, I have learned to be content. Contentment is a learned behavior. So meaning that it takes time. Contentment is learning to accept who God wants you to be and not who you wish you were. Instead of comparing, we should do more of self-reflection and dig deep within ourselves, our feelings, our thoughts, asking God to search our hearts and give us direction. Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians 11.1, 1, Be imitators of me as I am of Christ. Therefore, it's important that we compare ourselves to Christ instead or look up to people that can point us to Christ so that we can be more like Him. You recall that Venn diagram we were talking about earlier where the circles cross? There's a portion to list similarities in the center, right? So when you find yourself comparing yourself, whether it's being prideful or discouraged, remember that everyone is a child of God. Everyone is loved by God and no one is better than anyone else because God has a unique purpose for each person. You are both children of God and God loves you both equally, not by your performance or how much you've done, but because He created you as His own image. As a way to apply this information, 
I want to share some practical ways to help you be more content and avoid falling into the trap of comparison. Number one, awareness. Most often, we do these social comparisons without realizing we're doing it. So when the comparison spirit shows up, be aware of it and ask yourself, are these thoughts true? If they're not, be sure to take those thoughts captive and make them obedient to God by reciting your favorite scriptures of hope. Number two, imagine what you'd miss out on if you didn't follow the calling of God. Imagine all that you would have missed out on. When I think about this, if I would not have dedicated myself to ministry with Christian Brigades and worked at a hospital instead doing 50 to 60 hours each week, because those tend to be the shifts you get in most hospitals. The country of India would probably not have been as prosperous in our church, baptizing over 30,000 people in the name of Jesus. The country of India, for those of you who don't know, it was a connection from a young lady who volunteered with Christian Brigades, and she shared what Christian Brigades does, and that allowed the leader in India to open their heart to the gospel. And now, over 30,000 people have accepted Christ as their Savior. Another thing is I probably would not have been able to meet some of the most amazing people who have volunteered with us and I wouldn't have been able to witness how God uses people when they step out of their comfort zone. And lastly, my babies would probably be at a daycare all day without their mom because mom is working 60 plus hours a week. I would have missed out on my motherhood journey all because I declined the calling God had for me. But by the grace of God, I didn't decline. I accepted the calling of God to serve and use my education to expand the gospel of God. And God has been faithful. So next time you doubt yourself and the calling God has for your life, ask yourself that question. What would I have missed out on if I would have taken a different path? Number three, Recognize what you have. Know that God has you where you need to be. When you recognize what you have, you'll learn to be content with the minimum and there won't be a need to compare yourself to anyone anymore. Number four, accept who you are. Ephesians 2.19 says, You are created in Christ's image. We are all God's workmanship. God has placed gifts and unique skills in each of us. So be sure to accept who you are because when you know who you are, you know who you don't have to be. Maybe someone has told you you should be more like such person or someone told you to stop thinking you can do that. Stop thinking you can become that or go to those places. And along the way, you lost who you've been created and you haven't gone where God has been calling you to go. Remember that you are special, you are loved, you are uniquely created in Christ to do His work and He always goes ahead preparing the way for you. We all have a special and different gift. God has created you to be you. My dad always says a phrase in Spanish, Tú se tú. You be you. It's so simple but true. 
So know who you are, because in knowing who you are, you will know who you don't have to be. As we express our uniqueness and our gifts back to Him, we bring glory to God. Grab on to joy and don't forget, tú sé tú. You be you. <laughs> so this week, I want to challenge you to just be you. Appreciate your gifts and qualities and the person God created you to be. And if you get a chance after this episode, visit christianbrigades.org our volunteer application for india january 2023 is now open i encourage you to apply and be a part of what god is doing and before you go i want to say a prayer for you so that god can continue to be felt throughout your week dear god we thank you for your word today for reminding us that we are your children made in your own image, saved from bondage, created for purpose. Lord, at this moment, I pray for someone who is discontent with their life, who struggles with comparing themselves to illusionary appearances of other people. Open their minds so that they may learn to be content with who they are. Whatever it is that my listener may be going through, God, I pray that they may find peace, they may find joy and rest in the uniqueness of whom you've created them to be. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining me on today's episode and giving yourself this space to join in on the Sarai Montoya podcast. To view the complete show notes and all the links mentioned in today's episode, visit saraimontoya.com slash podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at sarai underscore Montoya. And before you go, make sure to subscribe so that you may receive notifications right when new episodes are released. Lastly, I do have a quick favor to ask. If you're enjoying the podcast so far, I hope you'll let me know by leaving a review in Apple Podcasts. I'd love to read your reviews. Reviews let Apple know that great listeners like yourself enjoy the show and that helps us expand our reach. So thank you so much. I pray that this podcast truly empowers you to become a better version of yourself, but most importantly, the person God has called you to be. I look forward to talking to you next time.